0: Yo, 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 welcome back to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, everyone. My name is Eric Thomas, host of the show and president of Rival Digital. Got a really exciting episode for you guys lined up today, uh, talking about a hot topic that we hear a lot on the show, stuff we've been hearing a lot in the industry around things such as mergers and acquisitions, private equity, all that good stuff. So we brought on an expert from Live Oak Oak Bank, uh, Jordan Cordero, to chat about that. So let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, the podcast for HVAC contractors who are ready to quit screwing around and begin growing their business, powered by Rival Digital. On this show, you'll hear from industry leaders and become equipped with the tools and knowledge you need to build a world-class business. Now, here's your host, Eric Thomas. When it comes to growing your business, there are several ways to to achieve this. You mean you could upsell existing customers, cross sell services to existing customers, cross sell services to new customers, do more marketing, um, so on and so forth. But there's additional ways you can grow your business uh, through the means of mergers and acquisitions, and and we're seeing this a lot lately, where, you know, you get the the typical owner who no exit plan. Uh, 65, 70 years old, ready to get out of the truck and and kind of kick it on the beach down in Florida, Florida. with no plan. So there's an opportunity typically within that, within that space to possibly acquire that company. Uh, and so I'm a marketer. I build websites and do digital marketing. So I know nothing when it comes to loans, business banking, any of that stuff. So I figured I'd bring on uh, a new friend of mine that I met down at Barefoot Roundtable, Jordan Cordero to help me with this topic. So Jordan, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Eric. How about yourself? Doing great. It's uh it's a Friday and I'm really excited for the weekend. So, yeah, you know, all, all good things going on.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Appreciate you having us on. Absolutely, yeah. Really excited about this conversation uh, that we're going to have today because it like I said, we we hear about this a lot on the show. You know, we we hear about we've even had contractors on here who have said that's how they grow their businesses through acquiring businesses. Uh, utilizing you know loans intelligently uh, to help re- you know give them resources to grow their business. So, Jordan, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, tell our listeners a little bit more about Live Oak Bank, and uh, we'll take it from there. For sure, yeah, no, absolutely.
1: So, yeah, thanks again for for having us on the podcast. I really get excited about talking about this this type of thing with private equity being so big, and a lot of those PE guys buying up companies. A lot of these business owners within the space are wondering, you know, how can we get involved in that? How can we get involved in the business acquisition space? And I think um, I think it'll help. I'll kind of set the stage by just saying who Live Oak Bank is, just because, like I said, I think it kind of helps set the stage and and tells you why a little little old bank in Wilmington, North Carolina, would focus on providing financing to the home services space. So I think that'll be a good start. Um, So, yeah, So Live Oak Bank, uh, the bank was founded in 2008. We are actually located here in Wilmington, North Carolina. And when we were founded, we were founded and known as uh, the Doggy Bank, because what we did was we focused on providing financing and providing SBA loans to just veterinary practices. So where, where most banks might, when they're starting up, a, starting up a bank, they might go to a geographical location, put 10 branches down, and they'll provide any type of financing to um, any consumer, so any type of business. We had a different approach. We said, let's put one headquarters here in Wilmington, North Carolina, and let's focus on the industries that we research heavily and the industries that we really know. So whenever a customer comes to us for financing, they don't have to tell us what their business model is or, or explain to us um, explain to us what their finances look like. We already know. We already know the industry. So fast forward about, about 10 years, 10, 12 years later, uh, the bank decided like, hey, you know, we can there's probably other industries that we could lend money to and provide SBA financing to um, that might not have that might not realize they have the, the opportunity. So actually, the leader, the leader of our team, he used to be uh, his name's Brandon Bowen. So you met Brandon, too. Mm-hmm. So he used to be on a team at the bank that researched different industries for the bank to lend for the bank to provide SBA financing to. And he always he always tells this story. He says he was walking, walking home one day, the middle of summer, in Wilmington, North Carolina single guy at the time had a dog. He's like, man, you know, really human. He's like, man, if my AC unit went out, it would be miserable. And I'd probably, I'd probably pay my last dollar to get, to get my unit fixed. Right. Mm -hmm. So the next day, you know, he went in, he went into work, he started researching the industry. And as you know, realized that it's a, it's a really, a really big industry. And, and there are these service repair replacement companies that no bank no bank in the in the U.S. is actually providing education to these guys that they can leverage an SBA 7a um, loan to, to grow their business through either acquisition, com- purchase of commercial real estate, working capital, and several other uses. So he decided he stepped away. He stepped away from the research, and he was like, "I want to provide financing to this to this industry." For one, the people in it, the people in it are awesome, as you know. And the second thing is there's a there's a need for it um, there's no no other bank that's providing financing to these types these types of companies so whenever he started the started lending providing education to the hvac plumbing space he had to build out a team so where i come into play is i started servicing the customers that were in closing or that closed the loan, and then i also started doing all the underwriting all the behind the scenes work um so yeah so We realize, we do a lot of education stuff. We realize that utilizing an SBA 7A loan, a lot of these contractors don't realize it's out there for them. And a lot of the contractors we speak to, I would say probably 90% of them don't realize that they can leverage an SBA 7A loan to help grow their company through acquisition or to help purchase the real estate that they're operating out of. So that's what I do all day, every day. I look at HVAC plumbing companies in all 50 states. We have this one specific headquarters here in Wilmington, but... I do a lot of traveling, meeting with our customers face to face, and and really getting to form a relationship with the people we're working with.
0: Yeah. So for our listeners out there who are newer into the business ownership side, um, and maybe aren't you know super well aware of this, let us kind of dissect an SBA seven a loan. Mm-hmm. Um, what you know, what's included in that? What what are the steps to getting approved, and so on and so forth?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, Live, Oak, Live Oak Bank, we are a preferred. Meaning we are a preferred lender with the SBA. So at Live Oak Bank actually the number one SBA lender by dollar amount in 2021. Mm-hmm. So we we really understand the SBA 7a product, and what that process what that process really really looks like whenever you're looking to obtain an SBA an SBA 7a loan. The SBA the SBA 7a it's a go- it's a government guaranteed loan that allows allows a bank to lend based off the cash flow of the business instead of the collateral position. So when these contractors go to their local lender that they have a relationship with the first thing the local lender is going to ask is uh what type what type of collateral do you have to to fully secure the loan. Well we know a lot of the value within these within these companies is within the goodwill, within the customer list, within the brand, not within physically the hard assets. So if you don't have money if you don't have real estate or something to fully secure this loan and you want to buy you want to buy a business that's in a in a neighboring zip code? They're going to push you away because you don't have the the financing or the um, collateral to do so. Mm-hmm. That's where 7 A loan comes into play. The SBA it's a SBA seven A it's their flagship program. It's a government guaranteed loan. Like I said, that allows us to lend based off the cash flow of the business instead of the collateral position. So if you have an existing business and you're wanting to acquire another business, uh, our first thing that we would want to look at is how can that how can that business that you're looking to acquire, how can it repay repay the loan because the last thing we want to do is give you a loan put you in a bad position where the business you're buying can't support the loan that you're looking to take out. So the yeah. first thing we look at is cash flow first and foremost. Cash flow is king. Second thing we look at, we'll look at your per, we'll look at your personal your personal credit size. So these SBA 7A loans, they require any any owner with over 20% ownership in the business has to require has to provide a personal guarantee on the loan. So we look at personal credit you know we require good good past credit uh, upper upper 600s. and then the last thing the last thing we look at is we look at your owner owner credit resume. So we want to make sure you have a good background in the industry. We want to make sure you're qualified and if you have an existing business and you're looking to acquire one um, you obviously probably check that box. So there are some other nuances that go into it, but those are the the three main things that we, that we look at when we're providing an SBA 7A loan to a customer.
0: Yeah. So a lot of times people like to acquire businesses just for the customer list, the maintenance agreements, stuff like that. Um, What are some of the, I guess, what are some of like the key items that you think an owner should be looking for in a business that they're wanting to acquire?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So we so we look at a lot of the businesses that we look at are residential and commercial commercial base. So mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of the stuff that we're seeing, like you're saying, people acquire a business for is the customer list. And right now it's a lot of it's a lot of uh employees. A lot of people are are having trouble finding labor. So they're thinking if I can buy another business, then if I can buy another business, then not only do I buy their customer list, I can also buy their uh buy their employees as well. So whenever we're seeing these these businesses that are looking at another business, I would say those are the top, top two things they're looking at. I would say if you're looking to buy, if you're looking to buy a similar, similar business to what you operate, your residential heating and air company, service repair replacement company, and you're looking to buy another company, I mean, that's one of the easiest, one of the easiest transactions for us to do, because we can look at your existing company and see that you're operating already an efficient company. And you can pretty much just buy, buy this business and And as long as you, manage it, maintain it, or even grow it, you're going to be able to repay the loan that you're taking out of out to, to buy that business. And you don't have to, you don't have to tap into any of your cash savings to pay, to pay to buy it. Right.
0: Yeah. So, so on the flip side of that, what are some red flags that a contractor could look out for in a business that they're possibly considering acquiring?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, man that's a, that's a tough, a tough one. That's a tough question. Great question though. Um, I would I would say when you're buying a company, you really just want to you, you want to ensure that the you want to ensure the culture is is safe and sound like you don't want to go into you don't want to buy a business and then something be wrong with the, with the culture and change of ownership happens. And now you're losing all these all these all these contractors because you have you're trying to make some changes or whatever it may be. I would say that's one, one thing to look for. If you're looking at maybe a light commercial business, if you're an existing owner looking to buy a business that does light commercial work. I would wanna make sure that those relationships, if you're purchasing this company, those relationships are gonna transfer because we know a lot of the commercial work that people do are relationship based. So if you buy a company, you wanna make sure that those customers aren't going away because if they do, then your business takes a huge hit. Um, so wanna make sure if you're purchasing a light commercial company, you wanna make sure that, uh, wanna make sure that those relationships are gonna transfer whenever you're doing, re- whenever you're purchasing a residential company, um, you know, I think it's just make sure it's do- make sure it's providing the same type of service you're you're providing. Like if you if you're doing service repair replacement replacement work and that's your business model, and, and you're looking at a construction company, maybe it doesn't maybe it doesn't make much sense because those businesses don't offer much much synergies. I mean, they probably do, uh, but yeah, I mean,
0: if you're residential, stick to your plan, stick to what you do. Yeah, yeah that that's a great point because, like I mentioned, a lot of people are like i'll grow the business i'll purchase you know xyz company for the service agreements they've got for for the existing customer base they have Um, but i don't think a lot of people you know they may not realize at first that sounds great but you're also committing yourself and taking on their liability their debts their i mean pretty much everything really
1: yeah so so typically i mean typically So there's two types of transactions you can do, right? When you're doing an acquisition, you can look at doing an asset purchase, which is what we typically see, or you can look at doing a stock purchase. Typically when you do an asset purchase, whenever you're an existing owner purchasing a business and you're doing an asset purchase, you're typically purchasing just the, you're purchasing the brand, purchasing the buildings, the hard assets. You're not really taking over the liabilities because typically within the purchase price, um, you're saying, Hey, purchase this business, free liabilities. And then whatever the seller receives with his proceeds Uh, He can pay off whatever, whatever debt he has. But typically when you're buying a business with an asset purchase, uh, you're typically purchasing the business free of debt. Now, every deal is a little bit different, but the majority
0: of the transactions we see are structured like that. Yeah. So what kind of uh, education? I know you mentioned that you guys do like education and stuff like that. Um, What what, what are some of those? um, I guess what's some of that education that you all provide?
1: Yeah, so we do a lot of so we do a lot of just educating people on what a an, what an SBA 7a loan is and how you can leverage how you can use that product to help leverage your company you know a lot of, a lot of the contractors we speak with i would say probably gosh probably 90% of the contractors don't understand that there's a program out there with the SBA 7A that they can leverage to help buy to help buy another business or help buy their commercial real estate or or an owner that wants to sell to their general manager. They don't realize there's a product out there like that for them. So a lot of the stuff we do is just, you know, just education based. So if you anybody wants to talk about how can I leverage this SBA program, we
0: just provide them with the education and the different ways that they could leverage the program to help grow their business. Yeah now i know i know private equities you know it's a it's a big thing right now have you seen many contractors leveraging both the private equity side you know with the the backing of that plus um the these sba loans to acquire new companies
1: yeah so a lot of so a lot of the private a lot of the private equity guys the, those the private equity guys are the ones that are kind of scooping up scooping up the small businesses right mm-hmm. uh, with the with the private equity guys and all those transactions happening I think it's putting into these business owners' heads, like, hey, they're able to buy businesses. How can I? How can I buy businesses? And that's kind of where where we help bridge the gap with an SBA 7a loan. Previously, these these contractors, their mindset is like, hey, I can buy, I can buy the guy right up the road who maybe has two trucks, you know, wants like ten grand, ten thousand dollars, and then a commission on all the sales he he does when he stays on at the company. They don't realize that they can leverage an SBA 7a loan. To go and buy the company that's in a neighboring zip code that maybe they don't have a footprint in, maybe it's a two million dollar company that the guy, the owner wants to retire, doesn't have a general manager he wants to sell to, and maybe he wants seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. Well, maybe the business owner doesn't doesn't have seven. The business owner that wants to buy the business doesn't have seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in cash to to buy that business. So it just completely he doesn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Well, what's cool about the SBA seven a product? is for an existing business owner who wants to buy, wants to buy another business or wants to buy a business in a neighboring zip code as long as that existing business is a co-borrower on the loan that you're looking to take out we can provide up to 100 100% financing for the purchase of that business so meaning you know as an HVAC company we understand seasonality you don't have to tap you don't have to tap into your your cash reserves you can maintain your cash position you just as long as the loan can be repaid through the cash flow of that target business and, you know, we can be repaid through that, that way, then it's a deal that we could look at from hundred percent and you don't have to put a, put a dollar into the business Yeah,
0: or into the transaction. Absolutely. With, you know, with, with that said, um, could you give us an example of a few like success stories or, or examples of contractors who have, you know, successfully purchased, um, other businesses to expand their footprint and kind of what that result was for them? Yeah. Yeah.
1: For, absolutely. Absolutely. So we, uh, we actually, one that, one that comes to my, one that comes to my mind, it's uh, a contractor out, out in California. So he had, he had a bit, he had a business that doing probably about $3 million in revenue, really, really sound business, you know, 15%, 15% net, offering a really, a really strong HVAC service repair replacement company. And he had, he had a seller, a seller approach him from, you know, neighboring zip code, thirty minute, thirty minutes up the road, and he's currently doing three million dollars. Where the business that that um, said they were for sale was also doing about three million dollars and probably about ten to fifteen percent net. So he was able to obtain an SBA seven a loan. We were able to provide that guy with an SBA seven a loan. He didn't have to put any cash, any cash down. The business was able to support the loan he was looking to take out, and now his business doubles. He does six million, six million dollars in revenue now. Just managing, it's the same, same stru- management structure that he kept in place at the Target business. He just had to step in and make a couple process changes, but the, the business pretty much pays the loan back, and he doesn't have to put another dollar into the into the um, transaction. And now he's got double the size of a business right now. Yeah,
0: that's really cool. So w- when it comes to um, these acquisitions, and this might be a little bit more on the marketing side. So, um, I, I'd love to see what, or to hear more about you know what you're seeing. I we get questions, I see them on Facebook and stuff all the time about you know acquiring a company. Do you rebrand the company you purchased to match your company? Do you uh, do you let the customers know that you're you know that you're now under new ownership, or do you you know kind of restore the brand, maintain the brand, and just have it as a, almost a separate thing. Yeah, I think that's um, I think that's a great, great question
1: too. Uh, we see both, we see both, right? Maybe you haven't exist. Maybe you, maybe the business isn't ran particularly well, and you do want to re rebrand the business to what your current branding looks like. We see people, people do that. Maybe you're brought, maybe you're a business owner that's buying a business that's been, been in business for 75 years and the brand is, is what you're purchasing. Well, you don't want to go in and change the branding from that perspective. Um, I think they're probably letting people know that change of change of ownership's happening, but typically, if you have a business that's been in the in the area for several several years, you're purchasing that business based off the fa- the foundation that they've built in the market. and you don't really want to change the branding in that perspective. So I think they typically keep it the same. Now, maybe, there's, a, there's the other end of the spectrum too, right? Where you might buy a business that maybe hasn't kept up its name very well and you want to change the brand to how you, to your branding because the customer knows if they call you in this market, they're going to get a service that you provided at your original business.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's super interesting. I, I, I've heard, um, and you know, this is an idea that I've heard from someone that I know that acquired businesses. Um, so if you're listening to this, feel free to steal the idea whenever you... Work with Live Oak Bank to uh, get your loan to purchase a business. Um, So, what they would do is they would, you know, they'd acquire the business, they would, you know, finish the transaction and they would immediately reach out to the customer base and pretty much just say, Hey, look, um, you know, XYZ company has now joined the Eric Thomas heating and air conditioning Mm -hmm. family. And what does this mean for you? It's like, you're going to get the, you know, the same great service, uh, assuming that the company that they purchased was a good company. Um, but with, you know, X, Y, and Z benefits that you're going to get in addition and, um, you know, as a way of us saying thank you or, you know, whatever it may be, welcome to the family. We're going to give you a $39 system inspection or a free indoor air quality test or something, something to get your team in the door. Uh, so that, Ideally, if you retain the employees, you can send them out there as well so they can see, oh, look, here's Jeremy. He's been Mm -hmm. serving me for five years. Same guy, same smile, just a different uniform on. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's a great way to do it. And then on the flip side, if it's a poorly ran company, it could be an opportunity to be like, you know, hey, look, you know, so and so has joined our family um, or, or, you know, rolled up into our brand and you're going to get, you know, this incredible service. Now we're going to do, again, offer them some type of service at a discounted rate or free, depending on what, you know, your, your overhead costs are Um, just as a way to go inspect it. Because the thing is when you acquire a company and let's say you acquire X, Y, and Z company, and you're this company, when you acquire that company, if that system breaks down, and it's like it's been oversized and it's you know that it's leaking water all over the house and it destroys the drywall now that becomes your problem so so (laughs) you definitely want to offer some type of service just as a way to cover your butt Mm -hmm. if the company was poor like if it was poorly managed and you know they had a reputation for you know oversizing equipment just to make more money you definitely want to do that just to go behind and make sure there's not about to be any um you know, fatal errors about to happen that you're now responsible for. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think you said it best. It's, it's also something to just get your foot in the door,
1: getting yeah. getting get get that uh, homeowner's home.
0: Yeah, that's the way to go. So, Jordan, if there's a contractor out there listening right now that has been kicking the can on, you know, maybe, um, you know, acquiring someone down the road, uh, what's the first step that you would recommend them to take?
1: Yeah, that's that's a good good question. So I always say I always say I always tell people, pick up the phone and, and give me a call. You know, I I love I love my job. Even if you're not interested in purchasing purchasing a business now or, or doing t- some type of transaction now, pick up the phone and give me a call. I love I love working with people. I love being able to paint pictures for people. So even if you're calling me now and maybe, you know, unfortunately in the banking industry, we can't say yes to everybody. Uh, If you're, if you're thinking about a transaction, you know, further down the road and you call me, maybe I'm like, Hey, this isn't, this isn't something we could do right now, but this is some this is what we're looking at at from a bank's perspective and paint you a picture that, Hey, in six, 12, 24 months down the road, we can re, we can re-engage. You know, you're able to look at what the bank's actually trying to, trying to look for and, you know, you can help get your business there to get you to, to a spot where you can acquire another business or where you can purchase your real estate um so we we like i said we provide a lot of education so really encourage people to just give me give me a shout you know happy to educate you on what the sba 7a product process looks like a little bit more in depth because there is don't want to be too wordy on here and go into every little detail about a 7a loan to bore the listener uh so yeah give me give me a shout whether it's you're looking might be looking to buy a business maybe you're an existing business owner that that's looking to buy your commercial real estate, and you're not exactly sure how much your business will qualify for. Call me; I'm happy to review review your financials, review what the, the cash flow of the business looks like, and tell you tell you what what amount you could pay for for a real estate purchase and your business be able to support the cash flow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of I love I love work I love working with people and being able to paint targets for people. Um, so even if you're not interested in something now
0: give me a call. You know, I'm happy to provide you some education and paint a picture for you. Do you all help contractors identify good companies to go after? So we, we so we, we, we don't specifically do that. We
1: do have, we do have a, a business broker that sells strictly heating and air companies that we work, work pretty closely with a okay. uh, guy named, guy named Patrick Lane. He's he's awesome. Um, and he is actually the broker that, that would be the one that has the HVAC listings that if somebody was looking to acquire a business, not sure, not sure, um, what kind of profile they're looking for, we would send them to send them to Patrick to help and Patrick would help them find a business they would want to acquire.
0: Yeah. So how, how important do you think it is to, you know, cause obviously when you, when you're acquiring a, another company, you have to, you have to be in good terms and good standings with the owner of that company. Like obviously, if you're my enemy and I can't stand you, and then you come up to me and say, Hey, I want to buy your business. I'm going to tell you to, you know, pack sand. So like, what do you think the importance is uh, of like fostering good relationships within the local community there or, you know, maybe even outside of that?
1: Yeah. um, So I would, I would say that I would say there, like you said, I mean, even if, even if you are, you are in a competing market with, with somebody i mean obviously every every heating and air company is going to be competing with somebody right yeah uh, i think we're i think we're seeing we're seeing now that popu- population in a lot of places is high there's there's a lot of work for for everybody and i do think there is an importance to maintaining a good relationship with with your with your competitors because you never you never know you never know when you're going to run across them you never know when you might need something from them just super help, super helpful. Just in the in the long run, yeah, you guys can be can be competing with each other, but I do think it's it's very beneficial to maintain a good relationship with the people you work in the same same zip code as.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys see contractors purchasing businesses that are like in an extreme when it comes to like radius of their current business? Like I'm in Virginia Beach. Do you yeah. see people, and would you ever see someone in Virginia Beach buy a company in like Florida? Yeah, I've seen that. I have seen that. It's it's a little bit a little bit tougher
1: from for us than you buying another business in Virginia Beach, right? Because as a bank, if you're operating at when, whenever we're giving you an SBA 7a loan, we want to make sure that you're not just passively investing in this, and we want to make sure that you're actually managing the target business as well. So if you're planning to run your operation in run your operation in Virginia Beach, and then have somebody run it in or whatever it may be just buy the business and let it run in Florida. It's a little tough for us to do. There are some ways to get around it like maybe you can maybe you can look at it you partner with somebody. Maybe you go 50-50 with somebody who's in the Florida market that you have a relationship with and then you guys can help help manage manage the business together. Maybe he's there and you're overlooking the financials of it. But if we are looking at a target transaction like that which I I actually, I actually do see quite a bit. There are some different hoops we have to jump through to provide a to provide a seven A loan in that situation. Certainly doable, but just something we'd have to chat about and understand the plan behind the whole thing.
0: Yeah. So if you're listening out there right now, and you have ever you know considered this, uh, I, I think it's it's a great way to grow the business. Um, it's a it's definitely a smart way to grow the business. You know, there's there's obviously lots of ways you can grow your business, but Mergers and acquisitions are obviously, you know, something that's not a new concept and a lot of people have been going after it for the past couple of years uh, as ways to grow their business. So I totally recommend uh, at least look into it to see if it's right for you, Um, like Jordan said. So, Jordan, um, what's what's a good way for our listeners to get a hold of you and and to learn more and start the conversation if they're interested?
1: Yeah, so like I said, give me a call. So my number is 910-358-4588. It's my direct line. You're not gonna call you're not gonna call and talk to a robot and then get transferred a bunch of different places before you get a hold of me. That's my direct line. If I don't pick up right away, which I which I definitely try to do, leave me a message. I'll call I'll call you right back. Shoot me an email, Jordan.cordero at liveoak.bank, whichever one works best for you. You know, happy to answer any questions, happy to talk with you through the process, you know, just happy to paint the pictures for people.
0: Awesome. Well, Jordan, uh, I, I appreciate you joining me on the show today. This has been this has been a really good episode. A lot, you t- know, it's a little bit different than our, our typical episode, uh, but this is good stuff because this is important in the industry. You know, this is important for a lot of our listeners because you know there's got to be a way to grow the business. There's got to be an exit plan for some people, and this is a great way to achieve that. So, I appreciate you joining me today. Um, it's been a it's been a really good chat. Yeah, absolutely, and I I appreciate appreciate that opportunity and appreciate you having us. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys again for checking out another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast. You can hear more episodes just like this at rivaldigital.com forward slash podcast or anywhere you get your podcast from. So appreciate y'all listening. And until next time, y'all stay smart. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. If you're an HVAC contractor in need of digital marketing services, contact us today at www.rivaldigital.com.